Tawanda, clearly from our side, we're in a natural resources industry. We're focusing on mining. We're focusing on oil and gas. And maybe from your side, your view on what's happening in the mining industry currently? I think we've got a divergent market at the moment. Um, you've got some commodities which really have increased in price, uh, naming point gold. Um, on the other end of things, you look at things like diamonds. Um, prices are under quite a lot of pressure. Um, so it makes for interesting times. Um, and really, it is really about, you know, um, for the clients banking the commodity cycle at that point in time. Um, I don't know what your views are in terms of crystal ball 2020, where we're going to be. I think to, to look at a crystal ball is going to be quite difficult. Um, investment into the industry is very important, but you know, there's a few factors that's very important. We need, in each and every African country, we need stability from a political environment point of view. Um, clearly, commodity prices, uh, you know, should obviously play ball as well as part of the, of the, the focus into the industry. And again, clear regulations um, from the various governments is very important for, for the, for the industry. We've seen in South Africa as well with the mining charter, you know, that's out there. Obviously in the process, it was tabled and was put out there. If we can have a, six, a, six, a successful implementation of that mining charter, it will go a long way in actually stabilizing the, the industry as well. The African countries, once again, each and every African country is going through a whole lot of, um, you know, elections. You know, there's uncertainty on what's going to be the outcome of those elections. And um, that's going to play a very big role in which companies are going to invest to actually use, um, you know, funds to increase capex spend, to explore, you know, new areas, you know, new commodities, etc. So it's 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 very dependent on the regulatory stability in the countries. Mm, that, that's very interesting. You say that. I mean, what I've found is, you know, you look at labour here in South Africa. Um, thank goodness the gold strike at. Um, the protracted negotiations at Sibanya have come to an end. So I think as a gold industry, at least we've got that tick for the next um, two, three years. Um, platinum at the moment, um, they're in their current negotiations. But I think, you know, um, I think level heads will prevail um, this time around, unlike the previous uh, platinum challenges we had. So hopefully we'll, we'll see that ticked off quite quickly. But from your perspective, why is it different from a South Africa perspective to an Africa perspective, from a labor pers- uh, perspective, because you tend to find that South Africa tends to have a more protracted um, um, labor situation as opposed to Africa. I do think South Africa is so was in the past so reliant on the on the you know, precious metal industry. If you look at where, for example, all the, all the platinum mines are really situated, you know, on the eastern and western limb, you know, in Rustenburg. If you look at, for example, again, the gold mines as well, they're all very close to each other. We've picked up that that actually plays a very big role, you know, in labor, in labor disruptions, etc. Um, I'm mentioning that point. If you look at diamond um, companies as well, diamond companies, and, and this is clearly a personal uh, opinion, they are all scattered, you know, over over South Africa, and you hardly get, for example, labor disruptions, you know, in in the diamond industry. So, for us as well, geography plays a very big role in that. 
if you look at the various African countries, I do think we we might not always see labor disruptions happening in you know in those various jurisdictions that we are talking about, but I do think it's there, but in a in a lesser way. Um, so yeah, really, that's just my view on why I think it's a bit more um, obvious in in the South African space. But to wonder from a risk management point of view, with the volatility in exchange rates and commodity prices as well, and we've seen over the last few um, days what, for example, has happened to an oil price. Can you first maybe talk about risk management, you know, in, in general and maybe go through to the various commodities and what companies, what we can help companies with in looking at, you know, maybe stabilizing their financial, um, you know, results, you know, that they have to put through to the market? Mm -hmm. I think from my perspective, really, um, hedging for me is really about free cash flow generation, um, bringing certainty um, for your shareholders. I think, you know, in this current environment, when you do look at your precious metals companies, it helps in that, you know, um, and the theme, I've been to a couple of results presentation. The overarching theme at the moment really is about paying back debt. And then after that, declaring all the free cash flow out to your to your shareholders. Um, you know, we as a bank have been very involved around um, assisting our clients with hedging. Um, the current products out there, I think, you know, um, takes many forms. Most of them tend to prefer um, zero cost collars whereby you're having a floor and a cap. And in essence, you're basically banking um, that, that differential between the two. Um, you know, I think the theme also coming through from overseas, we've seen um, one or two Australian companies um, also enter the hedging um, world. Yeah. So, um, and I can just pick up from that as well. Um, it's very important for not just the entity itself, the mining entity, but also for the banks to assist the client in, in obviously protecting their revenue line. So in most instances, the client wants to protect that they, they can't go below, for example, the current price, but we don't in our, in our advices to the clients, we don't restrict them, you know, to the upside of any commodity cycle. So that's important to protect the revenue line for the client. And that also helps the serviceability of our loans, etc. So that's how I also see risk management strategies. Given that we are part of the natural resources team and mining is only one part of that, um, I think maybe if you could just elaborate on the other industries which um, or sectors which fall under the natural resources sector. Uh, and just picking up on that, maybe if you could just you know, talk to us about um, oil and gas. Um, clearly from an APSA natural resources point of view, we look after the mining and metals, we look after oil and gas, as well as commodity trading and related industries, you know, that forms a very big part, you know, of that group of industries that I've just mentioned. I think um, we would like to be supportive of all the clients, you know, through the various cycles. And we're really talking about credit cycles, market cycles, commodity cycles, etc. And I think, um, you know, one that we're getting more and more involved in is obviously the oil and oil and gas sector. From our side, our involvement, you know, on the offshore oil fields, I think we are very big, you know, in, in obviously supporting clients in that instance, you know, from a, from a balance sheet support point of view. And that can actually cover many, many, um, 
many products, many services, etc. But it ultimately comes down, what is the best solution, you know, for that specific financing need? And, and that's what we try and facilitate as well with the clients. If I look at, you know, our commitment in Mozambique, for example, you know, with the big LNG projects that's happening there, and everyone knows about Exxon, and everyone knows about the Anadarku um, projects. I mean, for us, it's also very important, sitting here at the bottom of Africa, to make sure that we help in the success of the other African countries, and therefore our involvement, you know, on the Mozambican side. So, our commitment, you know, for the for the fields offshore, where Mozambique has got 128 TCFs that they've got out there, um, and you know, our big 128 TCFs are if one TCF is 170 million barrels of oil equivalent, if 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 our Mozambican counterparts can get that right, the success of Mozambique, nobody would look, um, you know, um, you know, everyone can just look ahead. So. I think that is very important for us, you know, involvement in the African countries as well, because we are an African bank, a pan-African bank with, with many operations across the continent. And we work together with our local counterparts to make sure that we, we assist, you know, with, with the upbuilding of the economies.